Hello, and welcome to another Win Daily Sports Show. My name is Michael Brazil. Today, we're checking out the Week 8 betting lines. I, of course, as always, have my man Sia Nujad, but today, special guest, usual commenter. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, this is actually kind of bad, because now no one's going to comment on the show. We got our boy at ETIP11, <laughs> Eric Tipton. How you doing today, man? What's up, guys? Happy to be here with these two sultans of sport. Ooh. Oh, wow. That, Ooh, see, yeah. he's complimenting us already. Can he come yeah. on next week, too? That's how you well, do talk it. Tonight. Only if he he stays in the comment section. I, I really enjoy all your, <laughs> your comments and answering, and um, it's been fun. But now we get to talk to you directly. We get to talk about some of these lines that we're liking, that we're loving, some that we're not. C has been crushing it recently. He had the Eagles last week. Eh, it happens. I told him not to, but he did it anyway. I um, just FYI, I also why? had them in. The, I also had them in a much bigger bet on the money line with the Chargers, so I actually mm. came out good there. But I did make a bad pick uh, in, okay. your, in defense of your statement. Yeah, I mean, but like, if you make a bad pick every once in a while and you're still doing really well, it's not that big a deal. You're crushing it, Sia. Obviously, our boy E Tip here as well. I think I'm going to go with E Tip. I don't even think I'm going to go with Eric or Tipton. I'm going with E-Tip. He's going to be like fantastic. It. Very excited to hear about it. So, Eric, I guess before we start, talk, tell me a little bit about your uh, your your betting background, if if I may. Yeah. It's, um, we're going on about you know, 21 years sports betting. Um, you know, takes takes me back to Radford University and calling in my first vet, bet via phone uh, to Eric in Philly. I'm sure he had a, a nice – He stole your – I'm sure he had a nice, a nice professional career uh, doing something other than taking bets. But um, I remember like it was yesterday. It was my first bet. It was Peyton Manning on a Monday night football game, and I threw twenty five dollars down. And uh, the rest is history, as you can say. Um, but really took a liking to it. Of course, the the rush. Um, you know, just having money on a game in general certainly takes it to another level. Um, but then quickly got into um, you know wanting to really articulate my analysis and, you know, I played the game of football and, you know, I wanted to provide some analysis that was really like a sports conversation rather than just a ton of stats or, um, you know, just, just really someone's thoughts. So I looked to, to really meld those together. I started posting on covers.com. Um, you know, this is back in early two thousands and, you know, just really developed a following based on that premise. Um, just, you know, really, simple sports talk, doing the work to, to try to find an angle, um, you know, taking lumps, of course. Um, and then, you know, starting to the matrix starts to come clear at some point. You start to see things that, you know, I have to remind myself that, um, you know, others just don't see very easily. And, you know, a lot of that now, you know, I think Sia mentioned this on a show before, um, you know, I'm to the point now where I'm almost waiting till the end to see what everybody else is going to do to really shape what I'm going to do. And, you know, that's being able to just read line movements, read action, and really understanding at the root, um, you know, what, what Vegas is trying to do essentially. Um, so, you know, posting, uh, developed a, a pretty big following, um, took a break for a while when I had a child, uh, went back to covers.com and posted for a bowl season and really had a, a pretty unprecedented run, um, made 37 bowl selections and went 30 and seven um, through a bowl season. Um, didn't post again through the regular season, came back again, went 33 and 15. And then, you know, at that point, um, you know, professional career starting to uptick, the, the time it takes to really provide good analysis every weekend. Um, it, it takes just that a lot of time. So made the decision along with a partner of mine, you've probably seen him on Twitter at Big East, um, you know, yep. we kind of got together and decided, you know, hey, 
you ever want to try to monetize this? Uh, but not in a, in a, in a way that, um, you know, that we needed that money to bet with. It was, hey, let's cover our time. Um, and then let's also try to educate the betting population on, you know, the trash that is out there, the, the kind of scam decappers, if you will. Um, but when you cross over or go tout, as they say, um, it's it's really tough to kind of maintain, you know, even even with the purest of intentions, it's kind of tough to maintain that following. So, of course, you lose some. But, you know, we charged ninety nine bucks to cover our time it was all of our picks. And you really had a really had a, a the intent to to share and um, just educate the business. But, you know, at the end of the day, nobody really gives a, a, a shit about uh, what the, the the purity you're trying you're trying to get in there. They just want to win. Um, yep. And, you know, whether I'm paying you a dollar or a thousand dollars, I'm expecting you to win. Um, so it's certainly a, a cutthroat business from that perspective. But, uh, yeah, been around the been around the game for, you know, again, over 20 years. Um, I'm still as passionate as I was uh, the day I started. And, you know, this is an opportunity to sort of the fire the engines back up. So hopefully I'm not too rusty and I can add some good content here. But good stuff. Appreciate you having me on. Please. Pleasure's all ours. I'm very confident, very excited to have you on. And just as a shameless plug, the Wind Daily Sports betting membership, $49.99 a month. And uh, our house handicapper has been doing a pretty damn good job. Capper Steve, we appreciate him. So if you are looking for one of those services, as Eric was talking about, you can come on over here. Sia, do you have any um, well, words for Eric? Let me, let me add a little bit to that. So, you know, they've been, Eric's been doing this for longer than, than most people other than let's say a Capper Steve. And so he and that, that big East tag, I think it's, it's at big underscore East. Like they, they were obviously working together when they launched um, the, their, their handicapping service. And just as an FYI, I mean, th- these two have like 10,000 followers combined. So, I mean, and, and, and with all due respect to Tip, Tipton's ravishing good looks, it's, it's not his looks and his charm that, that <laughs> got his following. So I know I, I've been tailing Tipton for quite some time. You know, Tipton's also in our big fantasy league where we fly out to Vegas and, and all of that stuff. So, so oh, wait, he's sort wait, of been that the, the league that you consistently win. No, that's the league that I won last year. Oh, I wouldn't say I consistently win. Okay, that I one. thought this was the one you won like three years in a row or whatever. My, I'm so, sorry, Eric. I didn't. The other two leagues I've won two oh, years okay. in a row. That's what it this is. This one just once. So anyway, uh, the short of it is, uh, we're definitely lucky to have him on, and hopefully we can have him on in the future. Hell yeah! Absolutely. Well, I'm excited. Let's let's get to it, boys. Uh, that's enough pleasantries. Uh, oh, one last thing: windailysports.com backslash chat. You want to come hang out? Everybody but Eric, pretty much. Um, you can come hang out, ask us all the questions that you want about your bets, about your plays, whatever you got going. So let's jump into it. Thursday night game. We have the Falcons traveling up to the Panthers. Oh, this is. I didn't even do this on purpose. Either. This is perfect. Um, the Panthers favored by two and a half points. The line has stuck there. We have about 62% of the bets, about 55% of the money on the Panthers over under at 51 and a half. It's stayed there. It looks like 70% of the bets over 75% of the money is there. Eric, I guess you're the dude in like North Carolina, I think, right? Let's, let's ask you, what are you, what are you thinking? Yeah, the game is Roughly 10 miles from my doorstep, so right in the backyard here. Um, the the I-85 rivalry here, um, you know, they've played once before already. Panthers getting the win, 23-16. A um, little bit more defensive pressure for the Panthers in that game, causing, causing Matt Ryan to uh, pump a few times more than he normally would. Um, he struggled, you know, 21-37, 200 yards and a pick. Um, no Julio Jones, I don't believe, in the first game. Um, this time around, the Panthers will be lacking some defensive pressure. No K-1 short. 
uh, no gross matos. And I think I just saw today that um, on the flip side of that, we'll be without um, Russell Okun too. So um, a little bit of of a dynamic shift there um, for some missing pieces. Um, Bridgewater, he's he's doing thing. Uh, It's looking like a uh, Panthers positive on that switch between Teddy and Cam, especially given the last weekend. Um, but the Panthers off of a heartbreaker down in New Orleans. And so we'll have to see how they react to that coming off a short week. Um, the Falcons um, find a, yet another way to choke uh, by scoring. Yeah. Um, so right. I, I don't know how, how else can you, can you find a way to choke something away Atlanta? Um, however, um, you know this game coming up here. Uh, this this game is always is always always tense. Um, short week. Uh, Falcons in revenge mode. Hell, the way their season's going, this could be a, a Super Bowl of sorts with with the rival again up I eighty five. Julio being back is certainly changes their dynamic. There's really no one to cover that duo on the Panther side. Um, and and Ryan's actually twenty ten ATS in night games. This being a Thursday night game. Um, take a trend and do with it what you will. Uh, I actually, um, I favor the over here, um, but I think I'm going to be on the Falcons as well, unfortunately, for my own Panthers. Love it. Love it. Give me all the points, by the way, as well. All the overs, I want them. I want all of them. And I think one last thing, I think Christian McCaffrey may be back. I think it's leaning to no, but he came to practice and was there, I guess. So we'll actually see what happens. I think it's going to be a no. They're just going to give him the extra 11 days. See, how about you? Two and a half to the Panthers. Are you going against Tipton? Or, well, actually, you can't go against Tipton, can you? You've been tailing him for like the last 15 years. This is going to be a boring ass show. Yeah, so short road dogs are doing really well this year. So, I mean, that that would lean Atlanta for sure. Would go with with Tipton's, the, everything he just said. I mean, the and by the way, it's two and a half, right? So they're like mm-hmm. begging you to take Carolina. They like like the, the bookmakers want you to take Carolina with a line like this. But with all of that said, and I understand like they're not going to listen. That secondary actually tipped in has been a little bit better than I think everybody thought. But again, it's Julio, it's Ridley. They're not really going to be able to cover these guys. But on the other end, I don't think you can cover Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel either. So I'm just going to go with. And by the way. I think Teddy. I think I'd prefer Teddy Bridgewater over Matt Ryan, just in in the general sense of things. So I'm just going to go with the home team here. I think they have a little bit more to play for, and I think they're a better team all around. But you know, they had some of these injuries. You know, it wasn't. I don't think Okung was injured last year, but Matos last week. But Matos certainly was. And, you know, they held up pretty well against the Saints. So you you bring in Atlanta, and to me, it just seems like just let's just take the let's just take the favorite here. I hate doing that. I want to take the dog, but in this case, Atlanta's just not shown me enough. It's, yeah, I'm weird. You're good. I wonder, I wonder how much, um, you know, the Saints pass was their offense a bit limited. No Thomas, right? No Sanders. So, you know, it's dump left, dump right, um, get that run game going. So, obviously, Julio being back and Ridley present a whole new set of challenges there. Um, but it's, it's, Lines two and a half for a reason. I mean, it's 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 roughly a coin flip, but to see his point earlier, the whole begging you to bet angle certainly rears its head right here with a minus two and a half. Yeah, and just of note, uh, our good friend Sticks Picks, obviously NFL content king over here at Wind Daily Sports. He actually has Atlanta. His, his he has created a model, and it's been doing well. It's it's by far not you know fully fully matured yet, but his model right now is saying Atlanta by two points. So if there's a four point swing, four and a half point swing, that's a lot. So I'm kind of curious to see what comes out. I'm also curious to see what Capper Steve says. So again, come back tomorrow, Wind Daily Sports betting membership. 
Pepper Speed's been killing it, but I think I'm going to lean Atlanta, and it's not because I, I want to see Sia cry or anything. I'm just feeling, I don't know. It's weird. I, I just, I don't think the Panthers are as good as we thought they were. I also don't think Teddy Bridgewater's that good. I think it's Joe Brady, and I think Joe Brady's getting a head coaching gig next year, and Teddy Bridgewater's coming right back down to earth. So I am pretty curious. Oh, oh, oh. Hmm. I'll take, I'll take. That, yeah, that sounds like the trajectory of Matt Ryan once Kyle Shanahan left. Exactly. Record, which is why I think Matt Ryan's just kind of this average Joe, so to you speak. You lose a really interesting – I mean, do you – I know Robbie Anderson was on Adam Gase's team, so we can't really say anything about that. That's pretty much just a net negative, unfortunately. He's come out, looked good. Did, but did anybody think Teddy Bridgewater was going to throw for this many yards or throw the ball as much as he did? Like, I don't think so. I'm pretty confident that's much more Joe Brady, Matt Rule, than that actually is Teddy Bridgewater. So I would like to see what that looks like next year. But granted, I mean, what, we have a six-game sample size, seven-game sample size. Really can't do too much with that yet. But I think I'm leaning with you, E-Tip. At E-Tip 11 out there, anyone, uh, you guys want to go follow him up. So really curious. Really curious. It should be a fun one. Let's move on. That's our Thursday night game. Let us move on. Steelers-Ravens. Ooh, this is going to be a fun one. See, so yeah, we're going to start with you here. Don't worry. Uh, line open five and a half. It is now uh, to the Ravens. It is now down to four to the Ravens. So moved about a point and a half. The Steelers have 63% of the bets, 80% of the money. We have an over-under of 49. That's come down to about 46 and a half, 46, depending on where you're looking. This is interesting. 66% of the bets on the over, 70% of the money on the under. That's always uh, that's always fun to see. Uh, Sia, talk to me a little bit. You're, uh, do you think RG3 gets in this game? How many touchdowns does RG3 throw? That's the real I think RG3, I think he throws at least three touchdowns in this game. Maybe four. Maybe four. Go. I'm going to look for a prop on that. But uh, no, so... I, you know, I think the I think the sentiment from everyone is that the Steelers uh, are a very good team and that four is too many points. And by the way, Win Daly, the, the team before the season started, we were all saying, hey, take the Steelers at 28 to one to win the Super Bowl. Not because we think they're going to win the Super Bowl, because there's so much value in that number, because Pittsburgh might be the third or fourth best team in the AFC. So with all of that said, though, you know, Ravens coming off a bye. I really like the spot that they're in. Let, let's not forget that Devin Bush is not on this Steelers defense. Mm-hmm. And I just and Yannick Ngakwe is now on the Ravens defense. That's important to the news as well. Sorry. Exactly. No, it's, it's actually a really good point. I was not going to say that. So at, at the end of the day, I just think this is a really good spot to fade the Steelers. They've been playing hot. Their defense has kind of collapsed in certain situations over the last few weeks. They haven't been like, yeah, they, they attack and they apply a lot of pressure but they've been carved up a couple times here and there. And if you don't, if you don't remember just from last week, the Titans sort of carved them up in the second half. And frankly, I think that was a Vrabel versus Cower, uh, Cower, Jesus, Crack. Tomlin scheme Crack. thing, you know, at halftime. And so I think the blueprint to some degree is there. And if we're going Harbaugh versus Tomlin, I'll take Harbaugh every time there. So I know it's a lot of points, but give me the Ravens. Ravens at four. Ravens at four. Okay, so I do have to follow up, though. You don't think Lamar Jackson can throw the ball further than I can or, or hit a receiver in stride as well as Tipton can. Why, what makes you think Lamar Jackson can do it this week? He's looked terrible this year, honestly. Well, okay, first of all, I never actually said that. All I said oh, was that I think God. I said I think Robert Griffin III has <laughs> a better arm. If we're just talking about pure arm talent, I yeah. don't even think it's a debate if you watch these guys throw, even w- whether it's college or the NFL, that, that RG3 has a bit. So y- you're the one that brought it up. I didn't. I'm, I'm just telling you that if we're just talking about pure arm talent, I think RG3 has the better arm currently and always has but that's not what we're talking about we're talking about overall quarterback and so of course Lamar is the better option and by the way you know if the play action in the running game is working properly he doesn't need to have a super accurate arm because Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews are going to be wide open Mark Andrews is a huge target as it is so 
I don't think you need to be super accurate in this offense. You just need to be able to run the ball and able to run play action. I guess what I should have said is, why do you think Lamar Jackson can carve up the Steelers' defense as we saw Ryan Tannehill do? Like, what I is don't it think about? he has to. But that, that's I never said he would carve them up. I don't think he has to carve them up. I think they have to run the ball well, which I think they will. And when they do, it'll open up the windows wide enough for Lamar Jackson to hit his targets. Works for me. Eric, Tipton, E-Tip, what do we got? Yeah, I'm going to proudly wrap my favorite play this weekend. And I'm going to agree with Mm -hmm. Sia here. The spot works well. And these points, the hook on the three, I mean – Let's give a little analogy to it is Halloween coming up, right? This hook on this three with Steelers, you know, undefeated Steelers teams, kind of like knocking on the door and getting a full-size Snickers bar, right? That's a big gift coming, right? <laughs> and I don't know that they build those big buildings in the desert by giving away points that look so juicy you just can't not take it. Um, so it's really tempting to jump on an undefeated Steelers team who had that offense clicking last week in Tennessee. And, you know, how much of that was uh, Deontay Johnson being back? Is he hurt? Is he back? Um, this this week they're going to miss Devin Bush, as he has said, big time. And uh, I think that's a major key here. Uh, Harbaugh coming off a bye. He's 9-4 and four ATS off a bye. Uh, the home team dominates this series. The home team's won 25 of the last 38. Uh, and again, this is this is just going to be one sexy set of points. And if that hook stays on there and the numbers stay as they are with, you know, both the tickets and the money being flooded, uh, this is an easy play for me with the Ravens. And uh, I just I hope it goes down to three. Uh, this will be a big one for me this weekend. I love it. And I guess a question for both of you, Eric, we'll start with you. Five and a half. Would you still have leaned towards the Ravens or would you have taken most likely the Steelers at that point? Uh, it, it certainly, you know, would, would change my thought process a bit. But uh, if it remained there and the the weighting of, of the action still remained the same, um, you know, that actually would would probably have me on the Ravens even more, um, being as they're giving you more of a reason to, you know, again, with that begging you to bet angle, uh, this just looks, looks too juicy to me. And in the NFL, uh, when something looks too good to be true, it more than likely is. I love it. See the same thing? Still, yeah, I mean, five the, the five and a half, it, it would definitely change the analysis a little bit. Honestly, it might get me to just say, hey, this is kind of a stay away for me, but it's not five and a half, fortunately. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll take it at four. I'll take it at three and a half. I'd even take it at four and a half. And, and that's all I have to consider because there's no way it's creeping up to five. If anything, it'll creep back down. Yeah, yeah. If anything, I think it might come uh, down, as Tipton said, maybe Steelers to three. Um, this is going to be a fun one. We'll move, move on. We have the New York Jets traveling to Arrowhead. Game opened, I'm looking, I'm seeing here at minus 21 to the Chiefs. It's come down to minus 19 and a half. Sam Darnold is the quarterback. They did cover last week. Shout out to the Jets. I think it's the first time they covered all year. Granted, the spread was up to about 14 and a half. I think it came down by game time to about 10 and a half, nine and a half, somewhere around there. Um, the Jets are bad and the Chiefs are good. But oh, man, 23 touchdowns. You don't see that in the NFL. That's a college line right there. Um, just for... Sake, uh, 48, uh, 49 over under. We have the over under set at 49, and about 55% of the, the bets are coming in on the Chiefs, about 60% of the money on the Jets, and somewhere between plus 21, plus 19 and a half. Tipton, talk to me. Where are you thinking with this one? Man, it's a, it's a struggle to find an angle here. Um, <laughs> Lev Bell revenge game. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, you know, um, 
I have a rule that, you know, I broke myself last week because I actually, for the first time this year, took the Jets. Um, everything just, you know, lined up and fortunately it worked out. Uh, I definitely will be doing it this week. Uh, and that rule is you just don't put good money on bad teams. And the Jets are just a bad team. Uh, not saying that Greg Williams can't get hot defensively, which I think he did last week and, you know, took advantage of a struggling Allen with his with some accuracy. They couldn't win the end game. But, you know, Pat Mahomes is certainly not Josh Allen. Um, and, again, I, I'm not going to do it here. It's Chiefs or nothing for me. At some point, um, it'll create some buyback if it gets too high, but I won't be uh, – that. my money won't be buying it back. And there's just not much here for me. So, I, if I had to, I'd take the Chiefs, but I'm just not betting it. Yeah, it's just so many points. See, what do you got? Yeah, I'll take the Chiefs here. I mean, I'll take the bait. You know, in the NFL, taking a 20 or 19 and a half, 21 point favorite, it's you're kind of just asking for it. But we saw what like the Jets covered last week, but it's only because Josh Allen sucks. I mean, that's why they were. Yes, Mm -hmm. they they had six field goals. And honestly, how many missed? They missed two field goals, too. They had goal attempts in that game, which is insane. So, so imagine this. Imagine how many of those field goals get converted to touchdowns by the Chiefs. I mean, I hate it's like very rudimentary yeah, what I'm doing, right. but but we know the Chiefs are going to be in in the Jets on the Jets side of the field basically at will. I mean, we're, we're getting to a point where I need, I need to consider like Chad Henney coming in the be, the beginning of the fourth quarter and like some sort of backdoor cover if like Darnold gets benched and Flacco starts chucking it or something like that. I, I have no idea, but the point is whether it's Chiefs first half or whether it's Chiefs overall. I like the Chiefs because the Jets, A, can't score on the Chiefs, and B, I don't see them stopping and limiting the Chiefs to field goals. I mean, I you know, I think the Chiefs put up 30 really, really easily, uh, and it's probably closer to 40. And so it, asks, it begs the question, do the Jets put up 13, 14 yeah. points? I doubt it. Yeah, I mean, they put up 10 real quick last week and then couldn't get in anything after that. And, you know, even with the 10-point lead, still lose the game by eight, which almost, again, it came down to nine and a half. So the, it almost covered if one of those two field goals, if any of those field goals turns into a touchdown or if one of those two field goals is hit, it's they cover the spread. So it's, like, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, one thing I will say, the Chiefs cover the spread significantly last week, would have covered this one as well and scored two offensive touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes threw for only one touchdown last week. They still put up 43 points. Now, I know there was a pick six and a um, kick return for a touchdown. It's just a massacre of poor Drew Locke, but it was, I don't know, man. It's hard to go against Chiefs. I can't take that. 21's way too many, but what do you got? Is there a more fun, speaking of kick returns, is there a more fun name than Byron Pringle in the NFL currently? Any active players? Probably somewhere. But throughout the show, we got maybe somebody in the yeah. comments. Speaking of the comment yeah. section, uh, S guy watching again. He watched, he was on our, our, our golf live stream yesterday. So thanks for watching. John Norell tipped in, has popped into the uh, to the chat there to say go. how much he uh, he loves you. So that's awesome. And Big nice. Leo, who, who was in our uh, NFL Discord uh, chat earlier mm-hmm. today, and who's always in there, I think he might be in the golf chat here and there too. So mm-hmm. Theo, thanks for watching. I uh, appreciate that. So What's just wanted up? to shout them out real quick. Yeah, ask us some questions. Tipton, we usually don't get a guy of this caliber. Um, you think C is good at betting? It turns out he's just been following this guy the whole time. So I want to ask him some time. questions. I did find another angle, though. Be oh. wary with that Chiefs money. The Mighty Panthers are on deck for the Chiefs. Oh, <laughs> down look ahead. Nice. This is a sandwich game? Yep. Watch uh, out. <laughs> uh, right. as, as I did call the sandwich game, uh, the divisional sandwich game for the Chiefs against the Raiders, did not expect them to lose outright. However, um, that situation was certainly prevalent there. 
probably not the same here. However, beware. Okay, so real quick before we get to that Titans Bengals game, uh, uh, C. Nasky, that 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 guy's uh, name is Casey. Actually, he says Harrison Butker is fun to say. So anybody who's actually listening, if you could kind of type in like fun NFL names yeah. or like cool NFL names, that would be helpful. Thank you. Yeah. In a vacuum, please. Um, all right, let us move on to that titans Bengals game. Uh, line opened minus 3.5 to the Titans. It's now moved up to 5.5, 6. I'm seeing 5.5 on DraftKings, 6 on BetMGM. 68% of the bets on the Titans. Almost 95% of the money is there. My goodness. Uh, over under, f- open at 55. It's now down to 53.5. Uh, I think we started with you last time, Eric. So, Sia, talk to me a little bit. Uh, titans Bengals, Joe Burrow, Derrick Henry. What do you got on this one? I'm just trying to start yeah, to say I, names to see if I can find a fun one. So not yet. Yeah, I love what Joe Burrow was doing, especially for my fantasy team, because in the league I'm in with uh, with Tipton, I actually had him as my desperation quarterback, and he put up about 33 points. But yeah. the, the problem here is, okay, so here's the good news for the Bengals. The Titans don't the Titans defense is just straight up bad for anybody who doesn't realize it. Like this is almost like Seattle Seahawks bad in terms of their defense. So, so that's the good news for Burrow, bad offensive line. They don't really create a lot of pressure, but the Titans are also so efficient, whether it's with Derrick Henry or their receivers, you know, the way Tannehill, you know, speaking of play action, like they are just so efficient. I've been betting the Bengals this year and I've been winning. And a lot of it is like backdoor cover ish, but last week it was just an easy cover against the Browns. Browns were lucky to even win that game. So, they, you had the missed field goal or the missed PAT. That's the only reason they covered. You mean the Browns missed PAT? Yeah. That was three. Yeah, well, they, they also had to score a touchdown with like 20 seconds left to win the game. Yeah. But if they hit the PAT, you don't cover. Listen, I the, can't call that the, an easy cover, dude. It, to me, it was an anyway, easy cover. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Your money. The, the point is they're usually, they're usually in the backdoor cover department. Yes. And, and, here, I don't necessarily see. This is a stay away for me. If I have to take the game, I'm taking the Bengals plus five and a half. But I, I don't like this one. It's a lot. It's. I'm curious. Um, we can run a lot on the Bengals. A lot. So I'm curious what Derrick Henry's numbers are going to look like. E-tip, what do you got, buddy? Yeah, it's uh, looking like a stay away for me, too. I'm, I'm not running to the window to to back the Titans defense. I'll tell you that. Um Burrow's just been he's been awesome been awesome to watch um he's I I, I shudder to give him this nickname but backdoor Burrow seems to just just be a thing and I can't get away from it um (laughs) I think we're going to start to see a a continuing issue here as we get deeper into these games where you know the Bengals struggle are struggling with injuries on both sides of their line um I I can see Henry left Henry right uh, a lot here um both could be a little hungover, right? Tennessee could be hungover from getting up big for that battle of the undefeateds. Um, Cincinnati losing a big one uh, in the final seconds to, you know, cross-state rival. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not feeling like there's just going to be a, a lot of umph in this game. And, you know, I could see Tennessee, you know, being efficient and, and ramming it down the throats. I can also see Burrow slinging it around on that defense. So, uh, again, I'm not excited to lay six on the road. Uh, I can see Cincinnati having trouble stopping that run, which, you know, as we know, opens a lot of things up. Uh, I'm just not excited to run to the window to bet on either of these teams. You know, gun to the head, Titans, but don't like it. Not betting it. Yeah, the Titans, as they have been undefeated, they have one very good win and that was just kind of blowing out the bills but everything else has been like dangerously close yeah they covered against the texans but if romeo cornell gets those two points or if they just kind of score the pat 
they probably don't win that game and that makes it difficult. So then they actually lose straight up to the Texans, not let alone just not cover. So the, the Titans have been very weird this year. Um, I would probably, especially because the lines come up this much, if I can get it plus six on Burrow. I think that's the way I would go. Um, and then, sorry, I'm reading the comments. John Norell thinks uh, backdoor Burrow does beat Byron Pringle. <laughs> I'm going to have to agree with there. Yeah, that's, um, that's true. And also just of note, uh, Carlos Dunlap. Uh, 10 year Cincinnati Bengals just traded today. I think he's going to the Seahawks for probably That's like right. a conditional sixth or a seventh or something. So just of note, just no real, real quick before we get to that Rams dolphins game uh, to a time. I want to point out that. So we do the, we do the Sirius XM show on Saturday night. We do a couple things on, on demand where the, one of the on demand things we do on Sirius is I highlight the stacks, like the, the DFS mm-hmm. stacks that I like and, and some of the betting lines that I like. Um, which I'll tell you that the Ravens game will probably be featured in that among a, a couple others. But the point is, I really like the Tennessee Cincinnati game to stack from a DFS standpoint. There's a lot of cheap guys you can actually get. Obviously, like the Derrick Henrys of the world are really expensive, but the Joe Burrows and the AJ Greens, like that side of the stack. AJ Green, I think, is like 4,800. Burrows, like 5,400, I believe, on DraftKings. So, you know, you could stack that side and then get expensive guys on the other side with your Derrick Henrys, AJ Browns. Go cheap on a John New Smith coming off a bad game. But I just kind of want to point that out for the DFS crowd that's listening. That That is a game i really like to um to to fly high with the points yeah 100 be on the lookout for our dfs content that's going to be coming out the rest of the week we already have a showdown article up for thursday appreciate our boy stoby for that so you can go check that one out but we have a bunch of stuff from nick and from others coming out later in the week windailysports.com backslash chat seven free days in the expert chat guys seven free days ask us all the questions you want uh let's move on to a time we got the rams traveling east again honest to god have has our west coast team traveled east this many times i feel like they're on the east coast like every week at this point it's just crazy so so the good news is they play the nfc east when they travel that far Mm -hmm. and so it's like you get an auto win but you have to travel so it's kind of like take the good with the bad that's good that's a good point yeah the uh poor nfc east uh rams three and a half to the uh, giving to the Dolphins in Miami over under uh, 47, opened up 47. I'm seeing 46 right now here on DraftKings. It's about 50-50 split. Um, nothing nothing of note on that end. I'd say uh, more of the bets coming in on the under, a couple more of the dollars going on the over, so that's of note. But um, Sia, talk to me a little bit about – oh, wait, did I start with you last time? I have to figure something out. Eric, we'll just start with you. Whatever, it doesn't matter. You're closer to Florida than – no, shit, Sia's in Florida. <laughs> He is in Florida. Sorry, we'll start with Sia. Uh, talk to me. Boots on the ground. What do we got in Miami? Is it is it really two a time? Yeah, I wish I, I had a chance to really see him practice. Speaking of boots on the ground, I like two a lot. I just don't think this is a good spot. If I was going to roll him out, it wouldn't be against Aaron against Donald. Aaron and Donald. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, so I, I'm not a big fan of the Dolphins here. I'll make it pretty simple. This is probably a stay away, but I might bet on it. And if and when I do, it's going to be the Rams minus three and a half because I just don't like, I think it's going to be a relatively conservative game plan for Tua. I don't think those receivers are really going to get fed like they normally do with Fitzmagic. And I think... I think the Rams are really clever on offense. McVay has the coaching edge against almost everybody he plays. And a lot of these receivers haven't really shined yet. Like the Cooper Cups and Robert Woods of the world have been kind of quiet the last two or three games. I think they'll probably do much better against this defense. So all things point to the Rams winning this game somewhat comfortably. Somewhat comfortably. I'd have to agree. Uh, Tipton, talk to me. Do a time? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, Um, you know, (laughs) Tough, tough to come out. And I think, you know, like Sia said, I think he's going to be escorted to a seat by Aaron Donald a few times. Um, probably a big, you know, I don't 
prognosticate on the DFS angle very much, but I would assume this is a big Gasicki Gaskins type game. You know, tight end is a rookie quarterback's best friend, so I can see him uh, dumping it off quite a bit. I'm really interested to see, um, you know, how much he runs, how fluid he looks, getting out of the pocket, making plays. Uh, so that'll be fun to see. Um, you know, Rams coming off a short week, a big win over the Bears. Um, short week and traveling, traveling down to the heat of South Florida. Uh, but question for you, Sia. I'm wondering if there is such thing as a Miami hangover as there is now in Vegas, as the Vegas Knights saw when they started playing hockey there. Teams fly out to Vegas. Did they party a little bit the night before? I wonder if Miami has a little bit of that. I don't know. Maybe the Rams take off a little bit. Maybe they're not as eye on the ball. However, McVay is 5-1 and one, ATS in these traveling west to east 1 o'clock games. Um, so I think they just by sheer talent and just overall um, just together as a team, they're just in a different place than Miami is. I was high on Miami coming in. I thought Flores done a great job. Um, Fitzpatrick is fun to watch, but he's not taking them over the top. So um, it lean to, to, to the Rams here. Um, but uh, that line's kind of low for a reason. So I'm not, too excited about it. Yeah, too I get it. Excited about it. Yeah, yeah, I got right. it. I got it. I got it. All right. All right. Uh, and, and there's no tape on Tua. So maybe it takes them a little bit to figure out what are they doing? Watching Alabama tape? Um, there's zero NFL tape here. So, um, you know, again, I, I would lean to the Rams, but probably nothing for me. No bet. Yeah, I, I agree. I would lean to the Rams. Probably not going to have too many dollars, if any, on this game. It's just, I don't know, man. It's why are you? I understand they had the buy, and that was clearly the plan the whole time. Is you know, after after that Jets game, whether it was a massacre or not, ended up being a shutout massacre. They were clearly just going to go to Tua, um, and that happened. And I don't know. It's just weird. Weird spot for it. Weird spot for it. But after the bye, as you said, Rams on the short week, the Dolphins have a very long, um, you know, layoff. So maybe they can get him ready and get him excited. But I don't know. Definitely don't know. Uh, let's move on. Uh, we have the Colts and the Lions. Colts traveling to the Detroit Lions. Minus three to the Colts. Uh, whoa, here we go. Uh, 54% of the bets on the Colts. Over 80% of the money. And it hasn't moved much, fellas. It hasn't moved much. That is something to pay attention to. Tipton, when you see something like that, when you see the bets rather stable, it's like it's like 55-45 split right now, but that much money going to one team and it's not moving at all, what does that tell us? Yeah, it usually signifies that uh, Mr. Linesmaker is taking a stand and continuing to invite the action. It can depend on the numbers that it's, that it's kind of stagnant on, but, um, you know, it starts getting the, the, the money, the action starts weighing heavily on one side and no movement. That's typically a, a clear indicator to me the which way I'm going is the other way. So you're more lines plus three here? Uh, yeah, absolutely. If that if that continues to stay like that, and you know, the, the cults have really haven't been the same without Leonard on the field there. And uh, you know, if if Detroit can ride a little bit of this momentum from another Falcons choke job of Swift coming on. Um, you know, I, that's going to be the key for me, what you call it out, Michael, is that if that money keeps going on and, you know, if, especially if that dips down to two and a half, uh, I'm going to like the Lions even more. Uh, Rivers has not been good off a of bye for whatever reason. I think he's five and 10 in his career um, out of a bye week. So, yeah, I, divisional home dog. 
um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, or not a divisional home dog, sorry. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take, take the points with the Lions at home here and I'm going to play it. I love it. I love it. See, what do you got? Three. Yeah, so this is what your best friend, Michael, Josh Applebaum, calls like a sharp line freeze. Mm-hmm. So all this money's coming in on the Colts, but the line's not going anywhere. So to, to Tipton's point, what that screams to me is take the team you don't want to take. And for the record, if you're taking the team you don't want to take, that's usually the better side of the line because you don't want to be on the favorite all the time. In fact, you don't want to be on the favorite even half the time because that's what the bookmakers want you to to you know take a swing at. So, in this case, yeah, the Colts jumps out at me, you know, it's like, okay, well they have a great defense and Detroit always just sort of like wilts in any sort of like moderately big game. And so the Colts are just going to smash Matt Stafford and that's kind of what I think. But then I see the action and I'm like, okay, it doesn't matter what I think. What matters is, is what the action is dictating. And just like Tipton said, you're either going to stay away from this game because you're a Colts believer or you're going to take the Detroit Lions. But the smart play is to take the Detroit Lions. Yeah. This is a this is a good good situational learning here. It, good bets in the NFL, they hurt. They really hurt to make it. And and it's tough for a novice better to to look at a line like that and just not jump on it. And to take the other side, to actually psychologically put yourself in a position to actually put your money on the other side when everything is telling you you shouldn't. Um, you know, that's really where uh, the in the NFL, it, it really separates uh, a good better from from a bad one. And again, sometimes those, those good bets hurt and this one might hurt, but uh, the Lions are the right side, win or lose. I like that. I like that. It's there's a process. What do we always preach, Sia? We preach the process and how to do it. You're not going to be right every time, but if you follow the process more often than not, you will come out ahead. Um, before we move on to the next game, because we do have a veteran like yourself here, Eric Tipton, please again ask us all the questions you want. I think this one is really good. Um, are officials for games known in advance? If so, how much, if any, do you factor into a wagering decision depending on who the officials are? Thank you, Joe of all trades. Um, me personally, I never have taken uh, officials in the NFL into consideration. I assume that they are. It's not something I've studied. Um, I think the the NBA might be yeah. might be a little more prevalent there. Uh, but I'm sure um, there are some numbers to head referees and if they favor home teams or the higher scoring uh, groups, are they calling more holding penalties? Are they do they lean heavy to pass interference? And I'm sure that is an angle that some handicappers um, put into their equation. But me personally, I never have. Interesting. See ya. No, I totally agree. It's not this is not the sport to really factor that in. Um, Rich Masana actually chimed in and he, he mentioned um, baseball props as, as, you know, like strikeout props and stuff. Baseball would be the sport. I might take a look at that, um, whether, you know, uh, if you're looking at strikeout props and you're looking at the, the umpires that are more liberal with the strike zone. Well, I might not be looking at props, but I might be looking at over-unders, for example, in, in that particular scenario. So, yeah, it doesn't factor into football, whether it's NFL or college, uh, because it's just too much. You, know, you can't you can't rely on that. And that this the statistical significance of it isn't enough. If 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 one ref is more prone by you know four percent than than the next ref to mm-hmm. throw a PI flag, well, well, how do you really factor that into your analysis? So, uh, no, that's not a consideration at all. Still a good question, though. I do. Like uh, it's an excellent yeah. question. Yeah, yeah keep coming. Keep all the questions coming. And uh, yeah, our our friend Mitch Masana here runs soccer and hockey. We just had some good bets in soccer. So again, WindowlySports.com, expert chat. WindowlySports.com backslash chat 
free seven days in the chat. We had a four-leg parlay hit today and a three-leg parlay hit today. But it turns out in soccer, all you have to do is take the favorites and you pretty much just win. So you just smash them all together <laughs> and eventually the odds turn positive. So that's how I won. Yeah, what do uh, we need Rich there. for? Yeah, honestly, sorry, Rich. I figured out how to do this. No, I'm kidding. Rich is incredible at what he does. Uh, we, we also have some a bunch of people winning on the DFS side over there. Him and Austin have been killing it. Again, windailysports.com backslash chat. Seven free days in the chat. Um, let's get to an interesting one. This is uh, this is another one. Let's see. Do we just back Belichick? Patriots plus three traveling to the Bills. It's now up to plus three and a half. So the Bills minus three and a half over unders nice and low. 42 and a half bunch of money is coming in on the under bunch of money. Here we go. 56% of the bets on the Bills. Over se- Almost 70% of the money is on the Patriots and the line moved from three and a half, three to three and a half. So the line moved in the wrong way that it should have been, right? So again, Tipton, see, I guess we'll, 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 we have Tipton here. I talk to you all the time. See ya. When you see something like that, is that just the bookmaker saying like, come on, just keep it coming. Just keep it coming, guys. Come on. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, to me, it's just conflicting information, at least on a Wednesday. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times that's why, you know, I went through a, a bout where, you know, me personally, I, I tried to get on, get on lines early and, you know, try to guess what either the masses are going to do or which way, which way, uh, which, which way uh, a line's going to move. Um, but I, me personally, I never found great success in it and just kind of, you know, nestling into what make me comfortable as a sports better. I like to wait. And so I'm hoping that, that something will give me some direction as far as line movement and the percentages of, of money and tickets and how, and how they'll end up shaping out. Uh, but the situation that you just described is just, it's just conflicting information at the moment. Right. So you've really got to dig. Okay. That's interesting. All right. So we're not going to take it at face value, but see, what do you got? Three and a half. Patriots giving or taking three and a half from the Bills in Buffalo. No Bills Mafia, unfortunately. It would have been fun. We'll see dildos all over the field, which is always a blast. But uh, what do you guys see at three and a half? Yeah, I like the Patriots. I I like the spot the Patriots are in. I mean, you know, part of taking the Patriots is having some faith in Cam Newton. And after last week, that's really difficult, to be honest with you. But I just, I mean, three and a half is too many points. It's a desperate team. It's a Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels team. You can run and pass on the Bills. This defense is not what it was, you know, two and three years ago or even last year. So, you know, and Josh Allen hasn't really been doing much. If anybody's going to confuse Josh Allen more than he already looks confused on a game-to-game basis, it is a Bill Belichick defense. So putting all that together, three and a half is way too many points, in my opinion. And by the way, the Bills haven't beaten a ton of good teams. I mean, first of all, they should have lost to the Rams. It was a pass interference that shouldn't have been called. They've lost their last two games have they played the jets twice already i know they played them once obviously but mm-hmm. i think the opening game of the of the year was against the jets so nice. you know count all the wins they have and all the wins they shouldn't have had and you have two wins against the jets and two wins against you know some some middling almost, teams almost lost to the dolphins too right exactly almost lost to the dolphins should have lost to the rams beat the jets twice so it's not like this is like a world beater team and by the way if you were ever going to take a a prop for like the Patriots to win the division. They're at the bottom of the barrel right now. This would be the time to do it because I don't think the Patriots have played the Jets once this year. I'm pretty sure that's that's true. So that's two wins right there. You can add to the Patriots total that you can't necessarily with the, the Bills. So that's just kind of a little like futures thing to consider potentially. But no, three and a half is too many. Too, too many. What do you got, Tips? Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> Cam Newton. Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> True. Looking eerily, eerily similar to his last few days in a Panthers uniform, um, short hopping receivers didn't really run that that much. Um, 
is he injured? Is he not? Did he re-injure something? I think he just sucks. Uh, I've been saying it. Like, he looked really good for one game against the Seahawks, and then we realized, wait, the Seahawks have possibly one of the worst defenses in, like, recent history. And ever since then, he he hasn't been able to hit a single receiver. They've kind of just keyed in and understand, like, all right, if we just make sure he doesn't run the ball outside, like, I think we're okay. And look at that. Patriots, they lost to the the freaking Broncos, and they look like dog shit. Like, what is going on? I love it. I love it. I love the setup. You're 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 segueing into my point rather nicely. Look at how bad they look. Mm-hmm. Just can't get out of their own way. 28 points over their last three games. Get ran by the 49ers. Just getting run on from left to right. That horizontal run game that um, that was put together on them. Um, there's another old adage here. I don't think this falls into Sia's uh, phrasing that, that he doesn't like, but. Um, <laughs> oh, you watch the show. Wow. No, no, nobody, uh, for the most part, right? Take everything, uh, not to, to be 100%, but nobody's really as good or as bad as they were the week before in the mm-hmm. NFL. Um, and this is setting up so nice. The Patriots just look like crap. And let's take another angle here. Let's look at the the who's better off without who between Brady and Belichick. Look what Brady's been doing the last two weeks just carving up left and right and look at lonely bill over here just can't get out of his own way they can't find anything now granted they're still probably feeling a little bit uh of the you know the the covet holdouts and mm-hmm. things like that um however uh this game sets up really well for the evil genius to to put a plan together um and, and do the thing that he does the best which is take your one thing away and if i'm looking at this game the one thing he's got to take away here is alan running the ball i mean he's he's if you're asking me what i want him to do against me throw it all day right so let me take that run away i think there's going to be a plan there um and again i just think the the setup here is is so real brady's on top of the world belichick can't go cam couldn't throw a ball 15 yards uh, they just got boat raced against the Niners, and now they come in divisional game, um, getting a couple points here. Uh, the Patriots have won 30 of the last 33 matchups with the Bills, and remember, it is Halloween this weekend. Ooh. Bills could be seeing ghosts oh. in the form of a Patriot. Uh, so I really like getting the points here. I think I think they come up uh, they come up big here. I also like the under um, as well. And I can't see them scoring a ton. I mean, I don't expect, you know, they that is real, right? They've only scored 28 points over the last three games. So I don't expect them to come out and drop a 28 on the Bills. Uh, so I see a low-scoring game here. Low-scoring game plus points tend to be correlated. I like the Pats and the under. Yeah, it's – um, it. I think I, I love all the things you said, and I think everybody else is thinking that too, though. Right. I think everybody else is thinking there's no way. And, and we, it is, you know, the old adage, as you said, you know, you're never as good as your best game. You're never as bad as your worst game. Right. And the Patriots look absolutely terrible the last couple of weeks, but it is a divisional game. They're getting three and a half points. It's very, very difficult to say, oh, the Patriots are getting three and a half points. How can we not take them? I'm going to be on that side. Too. No, I, do think, I, I, I think the Patriots win. I don't agree with that. I think people think it's the Bills' time, and it's like the Bills' time to win the AFC East, and they're just going to be marching easily to that with the with New England failing with Cam Newton. Honestly, the people I've talked to, the sentiment is different than than what you just said. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying because, I mean, we agree with what you're saying, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I think people think the Bills are like the team right now. Damn. Well, they're wrong, unfortunately. <laughs> I think I think it's it's the dolphin. No, it's not to his time yet. To a time. Um, one thing I will say, Tipton, when you said nobody, 
I thought you were going to say nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. So you got me on that one. You definitely got me on that one. Uh, let's, let's move on. We have the Raiders traveling to Cleveland line open at three and a half. It's now down to minus three to the Browns. You can actually get it plus two and a half Raiders uh, on FanDuel. It looks like minus three to the Browns on BetMGM. Uh, Raiders oh, over under started at 55 and a half. That's come down pretty significantly. It's now down to 50, 51 and a half, depending on where you're looking. And 61% of the bets, 75% of the dollars coming in on the Raiders, presumably at around that three and a half, three number. Um, tipped him Raiders Browns. Hmm. Um, uh, OBJ, have we, have we seen yep. the last of, of a good OBJ? And it's a, a tough loss. Um, yeah, a couple years you know. ago when he was with the Giants. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, yeah, I, I, Browns will probably circle the wagons a little bit. I, I don't think they'll miss him too terribly bad, to be quite honest. Right? I think Baker's dealing right now. Um, they, they've got enough weapons there. This this game is weird. I can't, I can't get a good read on this. Uh, the Raiders don't present – uh, too scary of a, a defense overall. So I think Mayfield still still finds some success here. Um, on the flip side, I think Miles Garrett, Olivier Vernon, I think they can get home, especially if Trent Brown's not back. Um, but uh, I don't know if if what I'm seeing from a line perspective, opening at three, um, if it dips below, that's going to really um, really changed my thinking to, to start thinking that the Raiders may, may be a play here. Uh, and going back to that to that last second game, you know, you can ride that momentum as, as the Browns um, or, you know, you can be really high and, and take you a little bit to focus um, in this next game. I can't really get a read on it right now, so I'm not playing anything as it is as it is at the moment. I like it. Just a couple things. Um, one, our friend Casey, I love this stat. This is awesome. Since Baker joined the NFL in 2018, QBR with OBJ on the field, 79.6 with him off the field, 116.6. We he they they kind of I always thought it was really dumb um that they got Odell Beckham Jr. I'm not angry that they gave all the draft picks and and salary cap to the Giants, but it never made sense to me. Um yeah, you don't have to feed him the ball anymore. Now you just have one wide receiver complaining. You don't have two, which I think is pretty important. Also, um, oh, now I forgot what that second part was. Anyway, Sia, what do you got for this game? Well, I mean, first of all, just to, to just give a blunt answer to the question that, that Casey's asking, I think the answer is yes. I think like just like you said, you don't have to oh, you don't have yeah. to force OBJ the ball. And so, you know, you're probably I, I don't know if Baker really is going through his progressions or not, even whether OBJ is on the field or not. But like when OBJ is on the field, if he's the first read, I feel like Mayfield's like just throwing it to him because and by the way, when when Hugh Jackson and who was the coach last year, uh, Freddie Kitchens, they would like make Mayfield throw him the ball in the first quarter like 10 times just to like make OBJ happy. So, of course, that's not going to be good for business. The defenses know you're going to do that. So, yeah, I think there's definitely an argument that he's going to play better, but he's still a below average quarterback. So I'm not sure it really, really matters too much. Uh, with that said, I like the Raiders here. Um, whether I mean, I, I'd love to get it at three. I mean, it looks like you kind of have to shop around for that. Three and a half would have been amazing. I'm shocked the line opened at that. Um, I agree Miles Garrett might get pressure, but that Browns defensive line really doesn't create as much pressure as as people think ultimately. So I think Derek Carr is going to have time. He's been hitting people other than Waller. And, you know, he doesn't even hit rugs. Like he's got Nelson Aguilar that he's hitting deep. So there's just, you know, Josh Jacobs is running the ball well. So obviously Kareem Hunt will be able to run the ball well, but I'm not going to lean on those Browns receivers. I think that the edge is with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. 
Las Vegas Raiders. I probably said Oakland before when I was speaking, but uh, it should be a fun one. Still a very high point total, so I'm excited to watch that game. Last 1 o'clock game, we have the Vikings traveling to Green Bay. Looks like the line opened at 6.5. It's now 2-7. They got us. Uh, 62% of the bets on the Packers. Over 90% of the money on the the Packers over under opened at 56. It's come all the way down to 51 and a half. That's a lot. See ya. I know we saw the Packers kind of kick the shit out of the Vikings in the beginning of the year, but do we see that happen this again? Seven points. That's a lot of points here. Yeah, this is a stay away for me. If I have to take something, I'm going to take the Vikings because I think oh. it is too many points. And one last thing. Yes. Appreciate mm-hmm. you. S guy. Aaron Jones is most likely going to be out, which is right. Weird. And Philly Mombi. Yes, you can watch us on YouTube. You're watching on Periscope now. It should live on Periscope for a minute as well. Wanted to know where you can watch the replay. If you just want to listen to us, Windaily Sports Podcast, go subscribe and like. We appreciate it. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, Windaily has its uh, YouTube channel. So go to YouTube, type in Windaily. You'll find our channel. Subscribe to it. And then anytime we have a live stream, you can literally check us out on Twitter, Twitch, or, of course, YouTube. Um, Probably some other Periscope, some other platforms too. But most people watch us on Twitter and uh, YouTube. So thanks mm-hmm. for asking. But um, yeah, I, I mean, seven seems like, listen, the <laughs> it's so hard because the Minnesota offense sometimes like really clicks and sometimes it doesn't. I expect so, uh, you know, Aaron Jones is probably going to be out. They're going to be really mm-hmm. cautious with him. And by the way, why shouldn't they be? They're playing a team that they expect to beat. So at the same time, Dalvin Cook might be back. Yep. If he's back, I really like the Vikings. If he's not, I probably would go the Packers way because as much as we might think that Madison like spells him, he doesn't really, you know, he's like maybe 70 to 75% the guy that Dalvin cook is. And that's just not enough, but I think Jefferson and I think uh, Thielen will be just fine in this game. I expect it to be relatively high scoring. This is a nice game to stack. Although everybody you'd want to stack in DFS is kind of expensive, unfortunately, but yeah, I like, I like the points, um, but it's probably a stay away for me. It's going to be an interesting one. Um, I do think, Justin Jefferson, I don't think had a single target in the first game. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he had zero catches. Uh, he might have had a target somewhere, but now he's very much integrated into the offense and he's looked awesome this year so far. So shout out to the Eagles for making the wrong choice yet again at wide receiver. Could have had DK <laughs> Metcalf, took JJ Ortega Whiteside, could have had um, Justin Jefferson. They took Jalen Rager. Screw you, Philadelphia. Screw you. Oh, I'm sorry, Philly mommy. I didn't mean you. Actually, yeah, I don't even care anymore. Um, E-tip, what do we got? Yeah, to that point, um, Justin Jefferson uh, was even there in game one. Um, Jair Alexander is pretty much able to erase Adam Thielen. So, you know, if he does that now, Jefferson presents here now since he's Mm -hmm. been in the game. Um, You know, they they played the Seahawks and the Titans tough. Uh, They blew the doors off the Texans. So perhaps they can hang. Um, seven here and you know back to to the earlier numbers I think the books might be they might have ran out of ink last week writing all the tickets on the Packers against the Texans Um, I certainly took the Texans we had one of those situations where that line was kind of hanging right it was hanging at uh, Packers minus three and a half I think I even had three Um, so it was screaming to take the Packers and they couldn't again they they couldn't write enough tickets Um, but to the Packers credit they came out and did what they had to do and um you know, they've, they, they put the hammer down, but uh, I think seven's too much here. I think the Vikings are a different offense. They're coming off a bye week, I believe. So perhaps Zimmer can scheme up a little bit differently. Um, not sure of Bakhtiari's status of that, that could come into play here. Um, if cook is back, I, I think there's enough offense here. Um, 
uh, to hang. And you know they they got their doors blown off by a division rival, so there there'll be a little extra a little extra focus this week from Vikings. A little extra. Does that mean you're taking the Vikings? Yeah, I'll take. I, I'm leaning. I'm leaning. Okay. I, right. I, I could. I could see myself. We'll come back later in the week. We'll come back okay. later in the week. We'll see. Uh, we'll okay. see where you go with it. But I think it's interesting. This um this over under though, I mean we saw I think the first time around it was like 50, 65, 64 They hit. Um, it started at fifty six and a half. It's come or fifty six come all the way down to fifty one and a half. That's a pretty big swing. See it? Is anything anything on that side? You think it's going to go under? Stay over? No, I think it'll go over. Uh, that's a huge swing, though. Um, yeah, but I mean, you're you're obviously getting value at the fifty-one. And if you took that, if you took that at fifty-six, like you're hating life right, right now. So, yeah. um, no, I mean, I just think the the Vikings defense can be exposed in so many different ways. So, and and I think this, I think the Packers defense can too. So, yeah, I think this shapes up to be even if you got a situation where the Packers like because the Vikings aren't really a first half team, but the Packers I think are. So mm-hmm. you could have a big lead, and then all of a sudden Kirk Cousins has a quarter and a half of garbage time to throw to Jefferson and Thielen like he's been doing all season. And so all of a sudden a total that looks like it's going to end at like you know forty ends up at sixty. Mm-hmm. Keeps Aaron Rodgers keeps his foot on the pedal. Uh, anything from you, Tipton, on that over under? It's a big swing. Uh, you know, I swore off totals so many times in my in my betting history. Um, everything's always inflated to the over. It's so easy to take the over. It's the everything. Everybody wants to bet on a favorite and an over. Hell yeah. Um, it's it's really the it's one of the few bets that outside of a prop that you can actually lose before the game is over. And literally, you know, you, you take the under and it, it could just be done in the second quarter. Um, I, I try to stay away. I do my best. I get sucked in every now and then. Um, but I'm. I, it's, I'm early in my recovery, so I'd appreciate and no more total asks. Thank right. you. Yeah, I'm gonna give the numbers, but I won't. I won't ask you any more questions. Um, all right, so we have about five games left here. We have some four o'clocks, then the Sunday night and the Monday night. Geez, the Sunday night and the Monday night games have NFC East teams in them, so we don't even have to watch those. How cool is that? Uh, we have the first four Ouch. o'clock game. Yeah, it's bad, man. It's real bad. Uh, starting at four o five, we have the Chargers traveling to. Denver uh, line open minus two and a half to the Chargers. Looks like it's up to three and a half here on DraftKings. About 60% of the bets on the Chargers, about almost 90% of the bets on the Chargers as well. Over under 44 and a half has only moved about a point from 45 and a half there. Uh, Tipton, Chargers, Broncos, three and a half to the Chargers. How are you feeling about that one? Don't like the game. Um, The Broncos can't. They can't get out of their own way. Um, Locke is just a, a walking mistake. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do think Patriot, that, still beat the Patriots. Jesus, they did again setting up for that uh, yep. versus the the Bills as an underdog. Um, but I think the the football team would would like to redraft and, and take a certain quarterback that's over there in Los Angeles right now. Uh, they were in a scrappy game with the Jags last week. Uh, half their line, I think, is still on the meat wagon. Uh, Broncos probably going to give a little bit more of a push up front than the Jags did. Uh, it's it's always a little hairy going to Denver divisional game, divisional home dog. Uh, just a, a lot of stuff. The line's right where it is. You know, it could go either way. It's a coin flip for me. I don't really see a a, a nice angle either way to get me excited. So, you know, gun to head, I'm taking a home dog, but it's likely a stay away. It's a weird one, and Justin Herbert has looked way better than I expected. I'll, I'll stay short of fantastic. He's looked way better than I thought he would. Should have won that Chiefs game. And said he had that awful interception in the second half that was just backbreaking. See, what do you got here? L.A. Chargers three and a half points to the Broncos. 
I was on the Chargers pretty big uh, last week, and that ended up covering, but it probably shouldn't have. Um, Jacksonville tied that game up late because they listen, okay, so let me. Were they winning that game late? Wasn't like the wasn't like yeah, they were winning twenty nine. They were. They were winning 29-22, and then okay. all of a sudden, the Chargers mm-hmm. took over. Yeah. But the Chargers had an early lead, and honestly, against Jacksonville, they should have been able to pr- protect it. But you cannot underestimate the incompetence of Anthony Lynn. And so that's where this analysis comes in for this game. I'm getting three and a half for a team that historically cannot hold a lead. And by the way, the Broncos, have, whether it's the Patriots or some other games, you know, the, the Broncos have flashed here and there as like, oh, this is a fully competent team. Obviously, they have a lot of injuries, and that hurts. And looks like I, I'm pretty sure Philip Lindsay isn't playing this game. So they've got like Melvin Gordon and Royce Freeman essentially running the ball. Jerry Judy's been playing a little bit better. DFS, he's four point, you know, four point eight K on DraftKings. It's something to consider. You know, no offense in there. And of course, the Chargers have plenty of guys to uh to play on that angle. But I like the three and a half points. But give me the Broncos. Um, I just don't I have no faith in the Chargers protecting a lead. So granted, normally when I'm doing backdoor cover analysis, like I want it to be a quarterback that's playing a little bit better than Drew Locke. But still, three and a half is too much. I could I could honestly see the Broncos winning this game outright. Particularly at home, by the way, in mile high. Like you don't have the fans, but you do have the mile high air. So that that could potentially factor in here too. Definitely something to pay attention to. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the the Broncos win this game as three and a half point dogs. Um, so but I don't know. Justin Herbert's been playing better. Uh, you hate Anthony. Actually, Tipton, do you hate Anthony Lynn as much as Sia does? Because I know the answer is no, because it's impossible. But I guess the <laughs> real question is, how much do you hate Anthony Lynn? <laughs> sports, sports hate, you mean, right? Sports hate. Yeah, yeah of I'm course. Sure he's a fine he's man. A nice man. man. <laughs> nothing against the guy there, but damn, he's terrible at his job. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, hard knock strikes again. You know, you kind of learn to – you get a little window into the – or get some insight into some players you, you really never did, and coaches too. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, you know, I, I feel like um, he's untrustworthy as a better uh, to go on the road and, and lay points with. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm one foot in the camp. Uh, we'll see you there. <laughs> Uh, you're such a nice guy, Tipton. You're such a nice guy. Uh, let's move on to the next game. We have the Saints traveling to Chicago. It is the Saints uh, minus four on the road. And if I'm not mistaken, please, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first outdoor game that the Saints have played all year. I saw that somewhere because uh, they play, they've been either at home or in domes the rest of the year. So this is the first outdoor game. It's in Chicago. I don't think it's like real Chicago weather yet. I mean, it's not even, it's going to be November 1st. So we'll see what happens, but it'll be a little bit chillier, but saints minus four uh, bets are pretty much split. Money's pretty much split. Not really sure why the line moved as much, maybe some sharp action early. And then uh, people came in late over under went from 47 down to 43 and a half. Uh, so people do not think there's going to be too many points in this game. Mike Thomas, most likely going to be out again, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm-hmm. I think a couple of the, I think Emmanuel Sanders was held out of practice today. Uh, Callaway was held out of practice today. So I don't, I guess it's like just Jared Cook and Alvin Kamara there. That should be fun. Um, Sia, what do you got? I mean, we think the Bears suck and they do. But do you think they cover the spread here? This is one of those games where we just saw them get blown out on Monday night and they totally turn around and just beat the Saints outright. Yeah, I love the plus four here. I don't like betting on the Bears. And I, I think Nagy is, is speaking of bad coaches. I mean, yeah. if we're gonna do like a like a, a top five bad coaches, I think Nagy and Anthony Lynn are in there. Joe Judge is in there. I mean, there's, there's he's had six games, man. Just yeah, but he, we knew he was terrible going in for I two know. reasons. Give me a, one because he's never coached before. Give me a year. Coach. 
And two, he was hired by Dave Gettleman, which is like hey. enough evidence to know that this guy was not confident to coach the team. The, the, so game, anyway. the, the Dave Gettleman thing I'll give you, but John Harbaugh was a special teams coach. He won a Super Bowl. I don't know. Just all right. Well, we all have our outlier examples that we can give. <laughs> so congratulations. That's a good one. But no, I, four points is too many. The Saints are devoid of talent outside of Kamara. Like Kamara and Latavius Murray will, will have a fine game. Taysom Hill will get in there and probably have some nice, like, cool, neat little tricks mm. up his sleeve. But outside of that, they don't really have anything. And Breeze is outside. And the, the weather's not going to be great in Chicago, I'm pretty sure. So um, even though Chicago is devoid of talent, I mean, Montgomery's like, come on, like, what are we doing here? And then, you know, Allen Robinson, he's in concussion protocol. That's not good. Might be a nice time to maybe put Mooney in your DFS lineups as, as, a, as a long shot. But no talent on the field. I, you know, away game plus four is too many. I mean, I think the Saints probably win, but it's a super close game in my opinion. Yeah, they, they couldn't cover last week. What do you got, Tipton? Plus four to the Browns or the Bears as well? Yeah, I, I really want to jump on the plus four right now. Um, but the lasting memory of that fraudulent five and two squad getting beat down on Monday night football is there. And, you know, everybody watched that. And I'm sure that's figuring in into a little bit of this line move is if you think they're a fraud, right? It was you were proven right. Um, but they somehow eked out an ugly win against TB12 at home. Um, and the, the Saints, the Mitchell yeah, Bears won True. that game. Um, Breeze's home road splits are well documented. I think we've even chatted about this, you know, a little bit um, on one of the previous shows. Um, Saints are just 13 and 17 on the road as a favorite of four or more since 2010. Um, Again, bears off a short week and getting beat up like that. It's it's hard for teams to to recover and erase getting beat up like that out of their memory and, and turn right around and get ready to go. But uh, again, outside on grass, the Saints become a different team. That they're again lacking some of those offensive weapons. Um, I don't think this should be too hard to game plan against what should be a a, a bunch of short passes. Uh, I, maybe Kamar even runs the ball this game. I don't know. The Bears couldn't couldn't really stop the run Monday night. Um, I want to take the four. It's the side I'm leaning to. I, I probably will find myself there. I'm just not quite there yet. Uh, I want to see if the Saints continue to get this money um, and see what happens with a little bit of the move. But but I, I'm definitely leaning Bears. I want to take them. I'm just not there yet. All right. I get that. Yeah, I think um, it's, it's so weird. After just watching them get the doors blown off them in that game, it's one of those like, well, yeah, of course they're going to get crushed by the Saints. But again, Saints outside. Again, first time outside of a dome all year. We're in November for them. That's just like a weird little statistic. I don't know. As you said, the Saints on grass, it's never the same. So, And yeah, as, as Sia said, the Saints are also devoid of talent. So uh, again, I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints win, but it's only like one, two, three points maybe. Uh, I, that would probably be the most likely outcome. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears just win outright in an ugly, like, what, like 17 to 10 game? That would be shit. I wouldn't have to watch it. But, man, that would not be fun at all. Um, let us move on to the 49ers and the Seahawks. A lot of fun here. We have the Seahawks opening at minus three. It's now down to two and a half over under at 54. That stayed about the same. We just watched the 49ers kick the shit out of the Patriots. We watched that wild, wild game. I actually didn't. I was watching the World Series. That wild, wild game between the Cardinals and the Seahawks, where the Seahawks probably should have won, but their defense is so, 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 so bad um, that they weren't allowed to win that game. So, Tipton, I'll start with you. Minus two and a half to the Seahawks. 
I mean, over under a 54. So let's all just collectively agree we're taking the over. I know, Tipton, you're not into it. Let's just all agree we're taking the over. How do you feel about minus two and a half to the Seahawks? They better hope that the Bengals' all-time sack leader comes in and can provide some kind of a pass yeah. rush to help that defense. Um, they, they're they're constantly abused, um, and, I'm, and I'm sure the, the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan will, will have a nice scheme there. Um, you know, Russ going to have to keep cooking, as they say, hey. right? There's nothing going on in the backfield yet again. Um, yeah, Chris Carson may be hurt, should be hurt. I don't think he's going to be there for this game either. He's not playing. Yeah. He's yeah. not playing. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm sure they're looking for that for that mouthwash uh, to get rid of that um, that that stench Kyler Murray left in the mouth uh, last weekend. Um, you know, I like taking good quarterbacks off of losses or elite quarterbacks, I should say, off of losses, right? Aaron Rodgers last week in that in that bounce back or that FU mode. Um, but I don't think I can pass up the 49ers as a dog here. And um, if they continue to stay that way, uh, I'll probably be back in the 49ers. Two and a half to the 49ers. I like that. See, how about you? I, if the if the number is Niners plus three, if that's what the number if that's the number you get it at, I would recommend taking the Niners. If it's two and a half, it's a stay away for me. I mean, that's pretty much the beginning and the end of my analysis because I, I agree with what Tipton said. I mean, I, I think the the thing about the Niners that make them so good, as long as Jimmy Garoppolo is even like halfway competent, which two games ago against Miami he wasn't, but he was you know the week right after that. So. He doesn't throw the ball down the field, but it doesn't really matter because Kyle Shanahan creates space for his receivers. His receivers are almost, unless it's Kittle, his receivers are almost always catching the ball in space. Now, Debo is out. That hurts. Mm -hmm. We don't know what running back is going to be healthy, but typically that doesn't matter for the Niners. It's just kind of a plug and play. But they do potentially have a lot of guys, a lot of running backs that might not play. Like we know, like Tevin Coleman might play, but that's pretty much all we know outside of McKinnon and Hasty. So with all of that said, the injuries have me a little kind of worried at two and a half, but I think three is the right number Yes, that I would actually take. Yes, Mostert on the IR. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., who just had an incredible game, three touchdowns over 100 yards last week. He goes on the IR. As you said, Debo Samuel popped his uh, hamstring, if I'm not mistaken. So he's not on the IR. Wouldn't be surprised if he landed there. Um, yeah, 49ers, man. They are just getting crushed, crushed, crushed with injuries. Still four and three, though, um, and have uh, taken a likening as well to the nfc east just everybody's just eating up on the nfc east this year i don't get it i mean actually i do uh and they're terrible but let's get to it of course they could flex this game but they decided no 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 you know what america wants to watch do you know what america (laughs) wants to watch they want to watch the dog shit cowboys travel to philadelphia and play the dog shit philadelphia eagles this game is going to be so bad honest to god that thursday night game i told all my friends that was one of the worst football games I've ever watched in my entire life. Yes, there was points scored. Yes, Daniel Jones fell down, made up for all of it. And that was one of the worst <laughs> football games I've ever physically watched. Both offenses were incompetent. Both defenses sucked. And here we are. They give it to us again. Thanks, NFL. We appreciate you only caring about ratings. So we have the Cowboys line opened at uh, minus seven and a half. We have the Cowboys traveling to Philadelphia, minus seven and a half to the Eagles. It's moved up. Looks like you can get it at minus nine on points bet. If you're feeling that, you can get it at minus eight or plus eight, depending on where you want. Uh, at DraftKings, over 60% of the bets, over 85% of the money coming in on the Eagles, and the under of 43 and a half, over 77% of the bets are coming in, but over 70% of the money is on the over. So that's. At least we're rooting for points. I'm happy about that. Sia, you hate Philadelphia almost as much as I do. 
Do the Eagles cover eight or nine points, depending on where you're getting this? We'll go with nine just because it's a bigger number. I was wondering what this was going to open at because on the sports book for play money that I use, yes. the line's still not the, the line's still not up there. So like looking at what we're looking at is the first time I actually got a chance to see what it would be. I was sure the line was going to open at like 10 and a half or 10. Um, eight is no, I'm sorry. Like, give me the Eagles. Like this is not even Dallas is so, and if it's Ben DiNucci, I don't think Andy Dalton's going to be cleared, but to be honest with you, it doesn't matter. If it's Andy Dalton or Ben DiNucci from James Madison University, my alma mater. So good for Ben getting in there. But like, he's clearly not ready. There's no, I mean, and the Eagles defense. He was never never supposed to touch the field this year. Seventh round pick at a JMU. He shouldn't be on the field. What the hell is that? Right, And it's kind of like, wow, he's even on the team. That's great. They, you know, they carried three quarterbacks. Or maybe they had just pulled him up from the practice squad, I guess. But at the end of the day, the Eagles defense is is not terrible. I mean, it's their offense that's been terrible. And that, you know, I, I don't know, Jalen Rieger might Rager might play. I don't think Goddard's gonna play, but the other guys, Fulgham, you know, JJ, they they've been playing well enough. And whether it's Boston Scott or it's gonna be Boston Scott, like I just think this is gonna be a slow death, just like what Washington did to them. I, I don't see this game being close. I just don't. Mm. Mm. You make a good point. I'm curious though, Tipton. Sunday night football, America's team. Everybody loves to hate them. Ugh. Cowboys going to Philadelphia. It's a terrible place to. I've been to Philadelphia for a night game. Literally had <laughs> bottles thrown at my head. So frig off, Philadelphia. I hate you, Tipton. <laughs> Billy <laughs> Mombi is watching. You, I'm doing? sorry, Philly Mombi. <laughs> stop throwing glass bottles at my head, and maybe I won't hate you as much. I think that's what it comes down to. Tipton, what do you got? Yeah, a couple of uh, maybe a couple of Virginia small college players on the field at the same time with uh, Cowboys quarterback and a little Fulgham from ODU. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's, here we go. Couple, maybe there's a couple other in there. Uh, I was born in Virginia, so a little, little inside track there. Uh, I don't know how you can remember what we said earlier. Didn't we say mm-hmm. good money, bad teams, yep. not a good idea? So you're just off this game. Yeah, well, I'm certainly not betting the Cowboys. And if you needed to know. Um, you know, the state of the union there when Mike McCarthy has to come out and essentially call his team out for not sticking up for your quarterback, nearly being decapitated. Uh, what's going on in that locker room? I mean, no one cares. Zeke can't hold on to the ball. You you might even try to find an angle that, okay, well, now it's Zeke's time to shine. But uh, he just looks completely disinterested. The, the O-line, yep. yet again, and the recurring theme is a mess there. Um, it's certainly Eagles or nothing. Dallas has yet to cover the spread one single time this year. Uh, it, it's Eagles or nothing. If you bet the Cowboys, um, I can't be your friend. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, I was going to say, I'm taking the Cowboys just because this is a spot the Eagles are that stupid to lose. Like, this is one of those games that there's zero chance they should lose. And I still don't think they do, but somehow, some way, it's a, you know, a three-point game in the fourth quarter with five, six minutes left. Like, there was zero shot they should have lost the game against the Giants last week, and they should have. Evan Ingram drops that pass, which was, like, one nice throw Daniel Jones yeah. had. Um, Eagles should have lost that game. There's 0% chance they should have lost that game. This is one of those, I hate both teams, so I will not bet it, but for some reason, I've watched too many NFC East dog shit games that, I don't know, I think it's the Cowboys. I think it's the Cowboys. And we have Philly Mombi over here. Philly Mombi, you can say whatever you want about your your city. I hate it. And there's nothing you can tell me. There's nothing you can tell me to like it more. I have a friend that lives there, so I'm actually there all the time. So please don't find me. But uh, yeah, I really do 
really, really hate Philadelphia. It's an awful. Hey, place. real quick. So you know, this is a little self promotion from Philly Mombi, but we're we're not a, we're not above that because no, hi, no. this guy right here. <laughs> so uh, he, he says he has his own podcast. So Philly, if you haven't already, it sounds yeah. like you've been following Tipton for actually quite some time. He mentioned that earlier in the chat, but follow me, follow Michael, follow at Wind Daily Sports if you if you're not doing that already, and. Uh, Put, put it on my page. Let me let me know. Uh, send me a message about your podcast. I, I'm always yeah. happy to listen to anybody's podcast because yeah. I think it's cool that people like stretch their legs, so to speak, and do stuff like that. So yeah, I do. Um, please that. do it for sure. I am, I'm very much into podcasts. It's my favorite thing I get to do. Um, so, yeah, I think this game's going to suck. Probably going to watch it, though. Joke's on me. And here's the last one. Here we go. The NFL. Uh, this one, I mean, at the beginning of the season, actually, I mean, it wasn't interesting, but we got New York. We got Tom Brady. We have storylines. Now I think it's just going to be boring. But Tampa Bay traveling up to New York. Line opened at minus 8.5 to Tampa Bay. Looks like it's at 10.5 now. They got the hook. Uh, 65% of the bets, 65% of the money coming in on the Bucks. Over-under sits at about 46 right now. Tell me the Giants cover the spread. I will tell you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you... I'm going to give you some angles to, to hopefully like angles. Uh, help, you, help you see it here. TB12 is rolling here, right? He's again, right? He's been doubted. Now he's just crushing it again. Waxing Rogers, right? Giving, giving Gruden a little bit of a beat down and kind of a little nostalgic game between Tampa Bay and Gruden there. And now we here come to Lolio Giants mm. on the Monday Night Football with – well, the Saints on deck, and maybe because I know it's a short week, and I've got some aging veterans. Yeah, maybe I just want to get the win and get out of there. Possibly, um, I can see that happening. Uh, laying double digits is never easy. The Giants are not good, and and it's it's tough to make a case for them. Um, but betting the NFL is very situational. And this is a situation that certainly lines up for a, a little bit of a lull. Just, a, again, a little bit of the eye off the ball can mean the difference in a touchdown, can mean the difference in covering. Um, and there's a little something in the gambling world. You know, Monday night game tends to be a bit of a bailout game. So how many dollars do you think that are going to be put on the bucks from folks who have gotten their ass handed to them from Thursday to Sunday and are going to – are going to try to bail themselves out with the Bucks. So uh, I am going to bet the Giants. Um, you may have heard me say this a time or two. I'm going to hold my nose and take whatever line I get with the Giants uh, because it will stink. And as I said, good bets hurt sometimes. This one is going to hurt to press confirm on, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> uh, it's it's probably going to hurt a lot, man. But I have to. You, you've said it too many times. I have to bring it up. Good money doesn't bet bad teams, and yeah. dude, this Giants team is just god awful. Yeah. Like, how are you going? To, you're, you got too many rules, man. They're starting to contradict each other. I know. So, sometimes I hate the way I am. Um, a good <laughs> friend of mine said that, and this is one of those times. Um, but how, but sometimes uh, there's an ex- always an exception to the rule, uh, and here's one of them. Like I said, I went against my own rule last week against the Jets, so uh, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'm picking the right spot again here. Um, but the situation certainly sets up for an attractive double-digit home dog and, and a bailout situation on Monday night game. I am curious. Do you think the line continues to grow, or do you think it comes back down a little bit to under, you know, get back down to that nine and a half number? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, early, early betting's typically sharp money, late betting's typically public money. So at some point, um, you know, if they continue, if it continues to go, right, I will say this, if it continues to fly, right, it, I think it opened under 10, right, it's crossing over yeah. 10, that's a key number. Um, if it continues to rise, right, I'll back off for sure. Um, but if it sticks right here and, and doesn't go any further, you know, maybe a half a point, even dips back down, uh, I'll feel certainly confident enough to play it. Um, I, I certainly wouldn't play it, you know, um, with any gravity in terms of dollars, but um, that 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 is a, a good point. You know, if it continues to rise, that's going to take me off the Giants. But if it sticks here um, and even falls back, I'll, I'll feel more confident for sure. I like that. See ya. What do you got? You taking the Giants? You you talent tipped in? So I should take the Giants, but I'll tell you. You know, it's funny. Actually, before I get to this, I noticed that my guy Aldo just came into the comments with some like random question about the Seahawks. I actually he's 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 a guy I know. I actually promised him I would say this on his behalf. So real quick, this is super quick. So last year, you know, I won. I was in four fantasy football leagues. I won three of them. The fourth one, the fourth one. There's a point to this other than, Uh you know, Uh self-indulgence. The fourth one, Aldo beat me in the championship. And I didn't think he was any good at fantasy football. Mm -hmm. And by the way, as of like three days ago, I didn't really either, except for the fact this is a backhanded compliment, Aldo, except for the fact that I played him last week and he completely whipped my ass. And so he texted me and I promised him I would I would mention him if he watched the show. So, Aldo, you, you got the best of me. Now that's twice in a row. So you are the king right now. Uh, hats off to you. So speaking of suckers, you see that, Aldo? Speaking of oh, suckers, I I'm going to recommend I'm going to recommend the most suckerish bet. So. We've been doing the handicapping thing. Like Tipton's been doing it way longer than we have, Michael, of course. But, you know, I've been in the game for like quite some time. And there's always that guy that's like, hey, man, I've got the I got the most awesome parlay for you. I'm going to kill it this week. It's a three gamer. I'm going to do this. That guy eventually after he loses, you know, 30, 40, 50 deposits over, you know, a, a few years time. He he actually graduates to, oh, I'm going to tease these two games. You know, I'm going to ma- manipulate the line. I'm going to tease these two games. And if you're teasing and you're parlaying, like you're a sucker, you are a bookmaker's dream. I think we all know that. I mean, I, for, for those of you watching, if that's what you're doing, you're, you're not winning long term. One thing I will say, except soccer. I found out it's really easy to bet soccer. You just take whoever's heavily favored and add all those points together. But I'm sorry. That actually makes sense in a, in a low variant sport mm-hmm. like soccer. That makes sense mm-hmm. in terms of scoring. So so anyway, you have the you have the T scenario that you don't want to do. But look at these two NFC East games. Mm-hmm. Like, how could I possibly resist knowing and fully acknowledging it's a sucker bet? A six point tease or a six and a half point tease with the Eagles tease down to one and a half and the Buccaneers tease down to, you know, four and a half or four or three and a half if you want to get frisky on a seven point tease. I mean, do we do we see the Eagles losing this game to the Cowboys? I don't think there's a scenario where I actually can see a game script like that. I do. And the Buccaneers, the thing about the Buccaneers, so they have no Godwin. And, you know, who knows if Fournette or Rojo is going to like sort of take over that backfield. I don't know that it matters. The thing that's really keeping me from thinking about the Giants plus 10 and a half is that Tampa defense, the defensive line and the back end, the secondary and the linebackers, like they're all playing really well. It's not it's not something that's really talked about because everybody wants to talk about Brady. But this defense was pretty good last year, too. And they're young and they're growing up. And if I am a defensive back or Indomitian Sioux or a lineman on this team and I know I get to play the Giants on national television, I am bawling out because I'm so tired of hearing everybody talk about Tom Brady instead of us. So I think it's going to be like a feasting type atmosphere for that defense. And that's why I'm like. Yeah, I'll go ahead and give the ten and a half points, but 
I'll also take the sucker bet and see if I can get the Sunday night, Monday night football thing going for a giant tease. I love it. That's that's fun. I like that a lot. Um, <laughs> one thing I will say, Giants offensive line, I think outside of the Cowboys, and only because the Cowboys offensive line is just completely, you know, they're all injured at this point. I think literally every single one. Same thing with the East. Zach, Zach Martin of, is coming back. Just he is FYI. coming back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But and still, the they Cowboys still traded away Everson Griffin. Not that I think it actually mattered, like literally at all. But they get a conditional <laughs> sixth for Everson Griffin. Shout out, shout out to him for that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see the Giants. Uh, Tipton, I love and understand and respect everything you say, but as a very pessimistic Giants fan, shit, I don't see them scoring ten points in this game, let alone covering a ten point spread. Like, so, uh, I, I'm gonna stick with you because you're much, much smarter and more handsome than I am. But mm, I true. can't, I can definitely, I can't. That's just, it's terrible. It's terrible. That's, they've done this to me. It's not even my fault. It's their fault. I can't. I get it. I get it. I find myself on an island more often than I'd like to uh, in the sports betting world. And this is that's, this is definitely one of those times. Yeah, sometimes, but it's lonely. You know, it gets lonely. And you like to root with people. Um, but I can't. I, it's tough to argue the other side, too. They've been so bad. But you know who else knows how bad they've been? Mr. Linesmaker. So if they are that bad. That's that true. Line, that line would be moving. So they they are pretty smart as well. I'm sure they're handsome too. Um, so, but again, we'll, we'll see. Uh, again, we'll see how this line moves. Um, if, it, if it hangs there at 11 and goes down, uh, I'll be on the Giants for sure. If it keeps rising, that'll certainly change my position. I like it. We'll see what happens there. Uh, we have Rich Masana in here wondering what the prop is going to be for Danny Dimes turnovers. Probably going to be at two and a half. Um, I have to assume because I think it's been two in like every single game except for one this year and pretty much his entire career at this point. So probably going to put that at two and a half. Um, maybe if you're lucky, I don't think it it'll be two. that high. Maybe you're lucky you'll get it at two, so you can have the push there. See, yeah, happy. there you happy. go. Um, awesome, uh, Eric. You have been absolutely fantastic. Um, where can everybody find you on the internet in case they didn't watch the live stream and just are listening to the podcast right now? Yeah, just uh, these days, just at etip11 on Twitter. Um, yeah. You know, obviously not a not as much analysis as I would typically have provided in the past, but um, becoming you know, kind of get back into being more consistent um, and posting. Took a little break from from college for a while, and NFL has been been really hitting um, this year. And the you know a lot of the variables I put into to my handicapping equation. Um, you know, sometimes you just you take it on the chin week after week. Um, but, you know, to the earlier point, right, you, you have a process and it's kind of a, a blackjack strategy. Mind you play one way and that's the way you play. Um, and so this year, um, you know, things are, are feeling good and, and in a groove. So uh, at tip one one on Twitter. I love it. See, where can everybody find you on the Internet? Uh, you can find me in Discord, as always, um, in the NFL room and in the uh, golf room, among others. But uh yeah, at Sia Najad, S-I-A-N-E-J-A-D. And you can find all of this uh, for anybody that's listening that hasn't heard us the first time on our YouTube channel uh, or at Wind Daily Sports on Twitter and various other outlets. Yes, I usually say the podcast, but Sia wants everybody to see him. So yes, he always usually sends people to YouTube. I send people to the podcast. It's like this whole thing. At you least know, we're sending everybody to the right places. I didn't know why I defaulted to that. Yeah, and you are, this is like want, a, this is like a couch yeah. session where you're mm-hmm. like telling me like what my like issues are. It's, it's I, pure vanity. See, wow. you knew what your issues were, bud. Like, no, I, I don't think I did. I just got to check my hair real quick. Your hair looks great. Don't worry. Um, awesome. Eric, this has been absolutely fantastic. Sincerely appreciate having you on. Hope to have you on again very soon in the future. You were absolutely fantastic. One last thing, Philly Mombi. Um, I asked for the podcast and he just sent uh, at symbol 
Luca, Tiger, LeBron, all one word. So I don't know if we're supposed to follow that or if that's the name of the podcast. If it is, it's definitely different, and I don't mind it. He said they talk <laughs> about sports cards. I hate Philadelphia, but I do respect people, um, and it seems like he has a sports card podcast. So, hey, send me over the link. Send Sia the link. Maybe we could throw it in the show notes for you. You can find me at Michael Raziel one You can find us at Windaily Sports. One more time for the people in the back, windailysports.com backslash chat. Seven free days in the expert chat if you want. Windaily Sports betting membership. We put up all our plays about an hour before the game. So as Eric was saying, sometimes you like to see and wait and see what everyone else is doing because sometimes you can pick the suckers that way. That is what Capper Steve does. And Capper Steve has been rocking a couple 20-unit weekends. And his units, when he wins 20 of them, he could put a down payment on a house. So I just want to kind of put that out there in the world and understand what he's doing with that. Uh, make <laughs> sure, again, windailysports.com backslash chat. Come talk to us. For ETIP 11, our illustrious, esteemed guest, for CF, for myself, for the rest of the Wendelli Sports family, we all hope you make it a very profitable week eight of the NFL. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.